I want to share a message with you today called The Love Story. It's about the Bible, the Word of God. And when I speak about the Word of God, what I mean by that is the Bible inspired by the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit. The theme of this year is the Word of God, and we did so well to do the reading plan, the NT260, which is good, and I want to encourage you and invite you that this should only be a departing point for you, that this is not a mission accomplished. This is only the starting point, for there's so much more in the Word of God for us. This is what He wants for us. Spurgeon said, read many good books, but live in the Word of God. For in a miraculous way, He, the person of Jesus Christ, becomes the spoken Word of God, embodied in a book called the Bible, inspired by the Spirit. How can you ever try to understand this in your mind? You can only accept it by your Spirit, by His Spirit living in you. What a privilege it is. What a joy it is. Therefore, when I speak to you about the Word of God, take notice that this is so, so, so much more than just sitting down and reading a passage because you feel it's your duty. It's a good starting point, but ask the Lord to help you and empower you and inspire you to dig into the Word, to just get more and more and more of the Word. You know, the traditional uh, rabbis says that there's at least 44 layers of depth in every scripture. So I ask you when we start, where are we? So there are, there, there's just so much more, so much more. Let's read John 1 verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him, and without Him not even one thing made that has made into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines on into the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it. Just by the way, they say that the speed limit of the universe is the speed of light. It's actually not true. Darkness is quicker than light, for it always runs away from the light. And light can't catch it. How's that for a science lesson here today? And that's for free. Right. Let's just look at the, uh, the Passion Translation. John 1, verse 1 to 2. In the very beginning, the living expression, Jesus was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. <clears throat> in uh, Revelations 19 verse 13, he's talking about Jesus. He's dressed in a robe, died by dipping in blood. And the title by which he is called is the Word of God. God. What is this Bible all about? And we can say so many things what the Bible is all about, 
that's point number one. But if you miss this, the truth of what it is all about, it is all about Jesus. The word is about Jesus. Jesus. If you miss this, you miss it all. It's not only a few letters on paper. No, no, no. In a miraculous way, this is Jesus presented to us, the loving, the living, the source of all life. He is living in this Bible. And the more and the more you delve into that, the more and more of the life of Jesus starts living in you. Jesus himself in John 5 says, you pour over the word to find knowledge and strength. But all of these points to me. It's all about Jesus, the wonderful name, the beautiful name, the powerful name. This is what the word is all about. It's a love story, a love letter of a father presenting Jesus to us, showing us how much he loves us. This book is alive for the spirit who inspired it is the spirit living in us. And this becomes a life-changing fire, burning in you, consuming impurities, and refining your faith. John 6, verse 63 says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit whatever. The words that I've been speaking to you are spirit and life. The life the life of God. It's the Spirit who gives life. The same Spirit that inspired this book that we call the Bible. This Spirit is the one that gives you the life. And the words that He's been speaking are Spirit and life. The more that you put this in you, the more His life will live in you. And the more He's living in you, the more and the more and the more you want of Him. And you can never get enough. You just want more and more and more because He's the very source of life. How can I ever just read out of duty and just tick and say, well, I've done my reading and by the way, it's a good starting point. But go on your knees and seek God and say, Lord, I want you to show me how to love you truly, how to love your word truly. Jesus says in John 14, if you love my teachings, I will come to you and my Father will come to you and we will make you our dwelling place. How can you ever understand that? How can we grasp that? How can we ever, ever, ever understand the reality of that? The God of the universe, Jesus, His Son, promise you, if you love His Word, if you do His Word, He will come and make you His dwelling place, changing your life completely. You see, we as spiritual people, Unfortunately, many of us, we have started living so subnormal in the spirit that when we live normal, according to the word of God, people call us abnormal. Have you heard that? Because if you really freak out and you are really full of passion and you really can't find enough time to spend in the word of God and to pray and to get to know him more, people look at you and they say, well, he's a weirdo. Did you know we've got a weirdo in our office? 
And I've many times been called a weirdo, but you know, it's not so bad as long as you're weird for the right reasons. In a recent survey, they found that one in every three persons is a weirdo. So if you look into your left and the person looks fine, you're halfway in trouble. And if you look to your right and the person at that side looks even better, you may really be in trouble. But don't, don't get worried. It's just a joke. The number is not one in three. It's actually one in two. Anyway. <laughs> no, his word says in Psalm 16, verse 11, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, hand there are pleasures forevermore. The Passion Translation says, for you bring me a continual revelation of resurrection life, the path to the bliss that brings me face to face with you, face to face with you. People, how can I encourage you? How can I invite you strongly enough to ask the Lord to lead you in this way, to ask the Lord to lead you to really, truly, truly fall in love with His Word, to really, really, really fall in love with Him. For if you fall in love with His Word, you fall in love with Him. You can't separate the two. This is Him, and He is this. You can't understand it. Just take it and make it your own and love it. Love Him, love Him, love Him. More and more and more and more until you can't love anymore. For He loves you so much. He has written this love story. This Bible is all about a love story of a father looking down at his people and showing you this is how much I love you. Just read this and find out how much I truly love you. How can we ever doubt his love? How can we ever fail? How can we ever think that he doesn't love us? So many times when people go through difficult times, I hear the very familiar words, why did God do this? Why did God allow this? What God should think of it, I won't know. But this is not who He is. He's the loving Father. And the more and the more and the more you read in this book, the more and more this book lives in you, the more and more you will get convinced that He is my loving Father. And there's no end to His love, to His mercy. How can I not love Him? How can I not respond with my love, with my life, with giving my life to Him to lose myself and just let Jesus live in me? How can I not respond in that way? So I encourage you, get a new feeling for the Word, get a new passion for the Word and sit down and start Digging into it and digging into it. Jesus himself said, the word, the kingdom, is like someone who found a field with a valuable treasure. And he would go back home and he would sell all he has in order to acquire this piece of ground so that he can find this treasure. Know what? If you start finding this treasure, you will wake up in the night and the Lord will show you a scripture and you will jump up. 
switch on the light, take out your Bible, writing it down, and, and just being so overwhelmed by the truth and the joy of the Word of God. And you just thank the Lord, thank the Lord for it. This is what it is. It's all about the love story of God. All these scriptures point to Him. We read in Revelations that the seraphs fly around His throne calling out, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty with no end. Let me tell you. What happens there is every time when they praise Him, when they glorify Him, when we, then He reveals something more of the wonders of His person to Him. And again, they call out, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord. I, let me tell you, if you read this Word and the Spirit that inspired this Word lives in you and it connects with the Father and it calls out of our Father, the more and more He will reveal Himself to you, the more and more you will cry out, Holy, Holy, Holy are you, O God. The more and more it will just take your whole life, it will just take over your life, and the more and more you will begin to understand what Paul writes about when he says, I'm dead, but Christ is living in me. And it all starts with reading the Bible. Amen. So, point number two, and I've missed a few other points, but anyway. Point number two, the Valley of Achor. This is a very, very strange story of a prophet called Hosea. And you can be very, very happy and lucky that you're not a prophet during those days. Because the Lord used prophets to show many things, illustrate many things to his people. The Lord calls Hosea and he says, Hosea, good news and bad news. You're going to get a wife. That's good news for some. Not for everyone. For some, it's good news. But the bad news is, Hosea, she is a prostitute, but you have to love her. And I haven't got the time to go into this whole story, but this is exactly what happens. He gets this wife. He truly loves her. Remember, it's the Bible. It's true. He truly loved her, and she kept on being a prostitute. How can we ever understand that? How can you ever understand that? He keeps on loving her. In the, in the end, she even moves out and moves in with one of, of her lovers. And the Lord tells Hosea, Hosea, take some stuff to her because this guy is not looking well after her. And you know what? Like I said in the first service, you know, um, <laughs> you, you get a little trailer. It's called Rent a Fenter. Rent a Fenter. 250 a day, so I am a fainter, you know, so you can rent me for 250 a day. What a bargain. It's written all over, rent a fainter, 250 a day, you know. But that little trailer is for when you go on holiday, the cubbyhole and a section of the boot is for the luggage for you and the kids and the dogs and the cats and the canaries and everything, but the trailer is for wifey. So they need a lot of stuff. And he went to this home where his wife lived. And he said, well, here's a lot of stuff. You can go and read it in the book of Hosea. And she even thanked Baal for it. 
Can you understand something of the love of God? Can you begin to understand something of the magnitude of the love of God? The love story, the love letter. The more you read, the more you will find it. But she persists into this. And in the end, she ends up at the slave market. Let me tell you quickly how it worked on a slave market during those days. It was an elevated platform like about so. And the slaves were made to stand there. And they were bound with a thick chain and an iron ball. For they had the tendency of trying to run away. I don't know why. Um, and she had no clothes on. Because you want to see what you are going to bid on. This is how a slave market went. So the Lord came to Hosea and said, Hosea, your wife is going to get sold on the slave market. Go and bid on her. Can you imagine that? So he goes to the slave market and he bids on her. She must have been quite a looker. <laughs> he bids on her, and in the end, he bought her, and he must have taken some clothes with him. He cut off the chain. You are free now. You're not a slave anymore. He clothed her with a robe of righteousness. You belong to me now. Let's go home, for I love you. You know what? You and I, we were also on the slave market. And the enemy were bidding for you. But God, he came and he sent his son. And he bid on your life with the highest price. He paid for the price of his son. And he set you free. He set you free, he cut off the chains, and he clothed you with the clothes of righteousness and said, you are mine, I love you, I love you, I love you. This is the love story of the Bible. This is what it's all about for you to understand how much he loves you. How can you ever doubt that? So this lady ended up in the valley of Achor. The Bible says, therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness, and I will speak tenderly in her heart. I will give her her vineyards and make the valley of Achor, the valley of troubling, for her to be a door of hope and expectation. And she shall sing there and respond as in the days of her youth. What happened here? The Lord find you in your valley of trouble, in your valley of Achor. He found you there. And he says, listen, this valley of no hope, this valley where you are written off, I will whisper love words, words of love in your ear, and I will call you back. And you know what? I will even give you a door, a door of hope, a door of expectation, and I will transform your valley of Achor into a door of expectation. His name is Jesus. 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 The wonderful name. The beautiful name. Yes. He's the door. He is the door. Why don't we run to him today and say, Lord, I know you are my door. Even if I'm in a hopeless situation, even, Lord, if I'm here because of my own making, my own bad decisions, my own sin or whatever, 
because that's what he did. He found her there. You may ask today, Lord, will I ever get out of debt? No, Lord, will my husband ever love you? Lord, will my children ever serve you? Lord, could this marriage ever be restored? Lord, would I ever find joy again? Lord, would my business survive? Lord, how will I survive? Then the Lord comes to you today and says, listen, the last word, word has not been spoken. The last word, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, and he is your door in your valley of Achor. He is to you a way, a door of expectation, of hope. Amen. This is what the Bible is all about. This is the Word of God. It's inviting you, even though you feel everyone has written you off and there's no hope anymore. There's a Father that says, did you know how much I love you? I will save you. I will be with you. I will forgive you. I will keep on loving you, even though you've turned your back on me maybe again. And again, and again, and again. You've ignored me so many times. How many sermons have you heard? How many decisions have you made? But again, and again, and again, you ignored me. But do you know what? While you're in your wilderness, I will be there. And I will give you a door of expectation, a love story. This is what this book is all about. Amen. I want to invite you. To, to, to get a new understanding of this book. I, get, I want to invite you to lay hold of this and to go on your knees and just ask, Lord, will you just open up your word to me? Would you come and dwell in me? Would you just fill me with your life, with your hope that I would also run passionately with you, that I also will find the love in you? Therefore, I invite you, become part of this love story. Become part of this love story for this love story is never ending and is going on into eternity for he is going, he's taking us there. When I hear these things happening in our country, I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's your love story carrying on, carrying on, carrying on and I will be a part of it. I will run through the door of hope today. I will lay hold of Jesus, my hope, my door, my lover, I will lay hold of him. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that we may share your word. We thank you for the power of your spirit, Lord, and I pray that all the people here, Lord, that their hearts would be prepared, that, they, that their hearts would be fruitful ground, Lord. We thank you that you change people's lives today. We thank you, Lord, that you give hope today. We thank you, Lord, that you draw people with your love today. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that you bless everyone as we depart from here. Lord, that you keep everyone, that you keep everyone safe. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.